Hello everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Switchaboo podcast. My name is Alex Harding, I'll be your host, and today I'm joined by, as always, my co-host Nathan Rudge. Hello again. And the assistant to the co-host, Jake Mouncey. Man, you really do love that joke. Yeah, it's a great it's, joke. It's going to be coming up every <laughs> single week. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing, and like I've even got things for the other guys, even though they're barely on the podcast, but everyone's got a thing, and that's your thing. And that, that and you're cynical. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Today, we've got a... I mean, in comparison to the last episode, which had went up a week late, and I do apologize for that. We only just noticed before we started recording. Uh, but... Wah, wah. Uh, yeah, wah, wah, indeed. But uh, it's much, much less news this time around, which is good. Um, like, less indies, obviously, bar the indie world. Uh, not the indie world, the indie presentation that happens. Um, but we won't talk about that because that's been talked about to death. Let's go on to what have you been playing. Uh, Nathan, we'll start with you again this time and we'll go with your Nintendo fact first. Yeah, do you have one this week? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, so this one I'm going to talk about Rob. You know, the character from Smash Bros that everyone knows, right? Yes, oh yeah, the Smash Bros totally character. where he's from. Yes. So um, initially, the reason Rob exists is purely to sell the NES as a toy system because back Mm. in the day video games were you know toxic because of the gaming crash from Atari exactly and no one Mm. wanted to you know retailers didn't want to sell video games because it was a loss so you know they made Rob and to sell it as a toy with the zapper and that's how uh, the NES was really sold wait a minute this isn't a toy this is a video game video (laughs) games Nintendo, you tricked me. <laughs> that Nintendo. But yeah, that's uh, if you were wondering where Rob was from with Smash Bros, that is where Rob is from. Is he only in um I think it was North American? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's only the North American release because have you guys seen the AVS? What the NES was before the NES? No. Oh, actually. like the uh, the Japanese one? No, not the not the Famicom. Not the Famicom, no. The oh. the AVS. A- Look that up. So Nintendo AVS. Oh, I got my own facts going. <laughs> Look at me go. Double team this. <laughs> I think it was the AVS. Yeah, if you go on to... Huh. And then Google Images in top left-hand corner, Nintendo AVS. Oh, yeah, it's very, very much, like much the, smaller. Uh, the original, but with like a larger like opening door. Right? Yeah, or so... Am I looking? Okay. Yeah, so it was marketed more as like a home entertainment system, which kind of what video games consoles became. Yeah. But that's that was their initial way to get around that gaming thing. Just to piggyback off of your off of your fact. Nathan, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's always uh, interesting getting facts out there. That's why I kind of came up with this idea. So uh, moving on to what I've played... Uh, started off with Dodgeball Academia as that came out Yay! on the Game Pass. You did play it. Sports RPG. Yeah, how it's, is it? It is yeah, fun. fun. Good. It All is right. genuinely fun. It's like more RPG, like you know, your Mario Tennis old school, like on the Game Boy, like where you leveled up and stuff. It was just fun, progressing. You got like you know items that give you certain buffs depending on what you want to focus on. You know, HP buffs or attack buffs or defense buffs and stuff it's just it's good fun sports rpg 
I like fun. Yes, and it is. It's you know kooky, cartoony, and it's it's crazy fun. That is really. It's got cool. that chaotic energy. You know, there's one point where robots just haywire and try to take everyone else out with dodgeball, and you've got to beat them in dodgeball. <laughs> It's like the dodgeball equivalent uh, of like, oh no, I have to save the world using a children's card game kind of thing. Yeah, basically <laughs> it's Yu-Gi-Oh! but dodgeball. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! but dodgeball. It's Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. GX. It's Yu-Gi-Oh! GX but dodgeball. So that's more likely for you to like it. Oh, you know how to market things to me very well. Also RPG. Yes. So. And speaking of RPG, Monster Hunter Stories 2. Oh, uh, yeah, because you were saying you were going to get that. Yes, yes. I eventually got it. In the last episode that just came out? Yes. Like, just, just came out. No, it is <laughs> genuinely really good. Like, really fun. Like, just being able to run around on all the monsters. Mm. Would you, could you, or not would you, but could you recommend it to non-Monster Hunter players like myself? Do you like Pokemon? Yes. Then yes. Yeah, it's... It's just Pokemon, but but with Monster Hunter monsters. It is basically Pokemon with Monster Hunter monsters. It's even got the rock, paper, scissors aspect. (laughs) Cool. But like, is it, is, would it still appeal to me, even though I don't have any context for the Monster Hunter world? Yeah, no, it's more like, it's kind of like a good intro point to it as well. Kind of like how Rise was a good intro point to the action side of it. Monster Hunter stories is kind of like, uh, introduces you to more the world of Monster Hunter. Okay. Not Monster Hunter world. Yeah, not to be confused with that yes. big game. But no, it is gen- and genuinely like really fun to just play, go around, grind out a bit, you know, go find some eggs to have some monsters. How's the performance? Because I heard iffy things about that I as well. I haven't noticed any problems with it. I've been playing handheld and on the TV every now and again, but like I haven't noticed anything so far. Okay, and like loading's not too long either. But like cool. the, the best best part is um like the what are they called rider moves I think they're called yeah it's basically Z moves but like so much cooler cool like just like they're animated big attacks and like some of them are really like over the top and like there's one monster that is basically a Dragon Ball Z sequence. <laughs> all right that's awesome like bounce like basically slams in the ground rocks go flying in the air zips up the rocks and then shoots a giant beam from the top of the rocks <laughs> it is it is amazing. amazing and then going on to the last thing which i've only just started is a uh, hades oh it's so good it is addictively good Ah. Oh. Hades was, I don't think it was, but it was as close second as my game of the year last year. I thought you gave it game of the year last year. I did I? I think so. Like in our in our like you know when we went over the review, like everyone voting and stuff. I think that like came pretty high up. At least I'm pretty sure it got first on yours. To Google. Ah, oh, on mine. Yeah, on yours. Oh, okay. Not, I mean, probably. What actually got Game of the Year? I'm, I'm, I'm actually on the article now. Okay, I'll what let you. One? Uh, okay, Animal Crossing. Yeah, no, I, I figured Animal Crossing won overall, but I thought um, okay, Hades yeah. won yours, I think, because you were, like, really into it. 
Probably, yeah. It's a, it was nominated, wasn't it? Let me just double check. It should have been. I was going to say. I think surely. it got like almost every category. But no, like Hades is just really fun. I've like yeah. uh, beat Medulla. The, the Fury girl. Uh, I've beaten her. Yes. Yeah, you have to fight her a lot. Yeah, I've already fought her a lot. It is one of those games where you're like, oh, okay, one more run and I'll stop. Ten runs later. It's really interesting you say that as well, and I won't... I mean, Jake, have you played Hades? I have not. No. Um, without saying any spoilers yet, the best thing about Hades is how the game story progresses yeah. in, a, in, in a roguelike. So the fact that you said that you just fought Medulla, I had to actually think about what I was going to say because there's certain things that happen and like that mixes it up and changes it. So I won't say anything, but it's awesome. I, I like how like every time you go, like you beat her, she's in the uh, like the little tavern thing and you can talk to her there. Yeah. But she's only there if you beat her. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The, the second boss, I'm assuming you haven't got up to the second boss? Not yet. Oh, that's hard. I'm not surprised. That's very... it, it, it's... <laughs> it is a hard It is a game. very challenging game. Yeah. The shield is good fun, like bouncing that around. Yeah, I like the shield. I like the... I also like the, the spear or the lance. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've tried it a little bit. It's, it's a bit awkward to use because it's straight line, straight line, that's it. It is. It definitely is. But once you once you start to upgrade it a bit more, it, it's like rapid fire. Yeah. You like throw, return, throw, return, throw, return. It's really, really quick. And ah, oh, it's so good. But no, it's genuinely really fun. Yeah. It's an amazing game. It makes me want to go back to... I want to play Transistor, which was uh, Supergiant's other game. Which... Oh, and they did... What was the other one? Bastion. I've, I played Bastion. It it was okay. It was their first game, but I heard really good things about Transistor. There, there is a fourth game of theirs, in between uh, Transistor and uh, Hades. Isn't that? Does anyone Pyre? remember it? Jeez, is that I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, I remember it exists, but I can't remember what it's called. It's like Underworld Basketball or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it's a weird one. I think it's I think it's Pyre. Like P- yeah, P Y R E. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds correct. Yeah, Man, I know, but that's only for PC. Speaking of a uh, basketball game, the uh, Mario basketball game on the DS that had a uh, Final Fantasy characters in it. It sure did. That was and that was some fun. <laughs> All right, I, I'm I'm waiting for this to correlate to what we're talking <laughs> well, you, about. You mentioned bar- basketball earlier. Didn't you? Nathan, no. Nathan, you only get one fact. Yeah, no. I was just saying that was a fun game that I played, like, you know, back in the day. It was a tangential comment. Yes, it, it definitely was. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Jake, what have you been playing? Uh, to no one's surprise, I'm still playing Neo The World Ends With You. A mm-hmm. very handsome man gave that a 9 out of 10 on Switch. I wonder who that is. Um, <laughs> it was Alex. <laughs> oh, shut yeah, it definitely wasn't me. I look like a pug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been talking about it for like the past what three episodes, technically four since I talked about the demo. So I'll just skip past that. It's a good game. Go play it. 
Uh, most of my, uh, yeah, most of my week, I have been uh, messing around with my newly acquired Retroid Pocket Two. Alex, do you know what a Retroid Pocket Two is? Only from the photos that I saw you post. Yeah, <laughs> these things, these things are pretty cool. <laughs> so, like the uh, for those that don't know, a Retroid Pocket Two is a emulation console that runs Android OS and is able to emulate uh, Atari 2600 to PSP and everything in between. These things are so cool. And they are, yeah, and they are really cheap too. They're like 80 bucks. Also, it brings back like that nostalgia with the clear like translucent orange like yeah yeah like Like, oh i had that like (laughs) translucent purple like n64 controller i was like you can get them in translucent purple oh (laughs) you you can get them in pretty much like any color but like yeah i i love this thing this thing is great thing is though yes i uh (laughs) i looked up a uh beginner's setup guide because uh i've never actually like had an android phone so i don't know how android os works so i went to you know go see if like there's a way to you know boot this thing up uh in a way that my lizard brain can understand and i found a really bad setup guide and i have stuffed mine up no (laughs) which kind of sucks like i can play games on it but um uh the setup guide told me to uh, reformat the uh, the SD card that it comes with as uh, internal storage, Ugh. which yeah, which like it worked, it worked, everything worked fine. But the second I wanted to upgrade the internal storage from uh, the thirty two gig that it gives you to a two hundred and fifty six gig, it, was, it completely yeah. like messed the bed. Yeah because yeah it, it ruined everything like i finally got it to like actually work it took like a week for me to do it but because of like weird uh file directory changes and all that it doesn't recognize the analog sticks anymore oh no this sounds like something so, uh, your tech man might need to help you with yeah it, it kind of sucks but the thing is these things are so cheap i'm half tempted to just chuck this one out and buy another one <laughs> like i said they're 80 bucks yeah that's it's one really full cheap. price triple a game <laughs> and it hits that like oh, massive God. nostalgia bite it's like it it is really good like like i said it runs psp games which like is pretty good but like it doesn't do them perfectly yeah which is a shame this thing runs uh, PPSSPP, which, in my opinion, is, like, the best emulator out there. Just a shame that the PSP library is kind of lacking. But, um, like, it's still good. It's still good enough to play most games at, like, 95% efficiency. Like, when it comes to PSP, but, like, everything else is, like, near perfect. Which is great. And there's some <laughs> good, good games in that, it like, does pretty cool. of game, like yeah. consoles. Yeah, yeah. It's you got some good stuff, but like <laughs> the main thing that I've been uh testing with it though, um which yeah, originally was just going to be a test just to make sure it worked, ended up being uh two full playthroughs was uh <laughs> Digimon Digital Card Battle for the PlayStation 1. <laughs> I remember this game. 
Oh, oh my god! You actually remember this? Yeah, I played it. No, no one, I, no one I know has ever played this game before except me. I'm so glad to finally meet someone who even remembers it. I, I've, I've only played it once with because I remember I rented it from my local oh, man renting video game store. Right, right. games. Yeah, that renting games. We're old. Yeah, we sure are. So. Yeah, I only and I only had two days with it, but I played the heck out of it. I loved it, and then I never touched it again. Yeah, it is a great game. Incredibly imbalanced and dumb, but it is <laughs> a great game. But yeah, like Digimon Digital Card Battle is what introduced me to card games in general, and so like I have this thing to <laughs> to blame for my uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and former Hearthstone uh, addictions. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> But yeah, two full playthroughs with like completely like different decks and different play styles. But like in the end, aggro always wins because this aggro game is really wins. slow. <laughs> well, this game is like stupid slow. Yeah, like as card games go. So like aggro just destroys everything. I do but remember yeah, that. <laughs> I think there is a variation of the digital like card game in Digimon World Three. I haven't tried that, so I wouldn't know. Like, I know there is a card game, but I don't know how close it is to digital card battle, but there is straight up a whole sub-card game in the in, like RPG of Digital yeah. World 3. It, it, yes, it is an RPG. If, if you ever get the chance, Nathan, try out Digimon Digital Card Battle, because... Like, I remember watching it, you stream it. I, man, I streamed that, what, like three years ago at this point? God. Yeah, <laughs> when you first did your viewer's choice. Yeah, yeah. But, like, man... It, it's such a weird card game because, like, both players play with their hands revealed to each other. Which feels weird. <laughs> yeah, so it's all about mind games. It I don't is remember weird, that. But yeah, that is that has been, you know, what I've been doing the past couple of weeks. Nice. <laughs> and I've been playing... So I... I was really bored one night and I just wanted to fire up something new. So I started Good Job, which uh, I don't know if either of you guys remember, but this was the indie game, the first indie game that was published by Nintendo. If you remember that. Oh. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's basically you're, you're the son of a of the CEO of a company, and but you have to start from the bottom. So you work your way from the bottom and... Now we're here. Yeah. And <laughs> and then you kind of go through and then you have to like, I don't know, like set up the projector or something or get all, or, um, get all the employees to uh, over into the conference room and stuff like that. But the it's, it's one of those heavy physics-based games where you can just kind of go nuts with things. Oh, is that the game where like the... Uh, when they first showed it off, it's like, oh, start up the printer and you're like driving a forklift through the building <laughs> something like that to get to yeah it. yeah it's yeah, like a, it's yeah. top top down it's like really colorful um, yeah yeah i i, I stick know figures. what that game is now yeah. yes yeah stick figures um it's really good i got about four uh four levels into it though and i kind of felt it was a bit wonky a little bit um it's a it's a short game it's only for five hours but then i put it down as soon as the indie world presentation happened because a lot of games launched uh, day, like that day, it was like six or seven games launched with that indie world presentation. It was ridiculous, but yep. yeah, 
But I I specifically picked up Necro Brewster because I remember interviewing the oh, I think it was David actually that interviewed the developer. Come to think of it. Oh, anyways, it was back in PAX 2018, and we've been waiting for this game to come out. And and yeah, it's it finally came out and it shadow dropped, and there was no hint at it coming to Switch other than the developers saying it will, it will eventually. But yeah. it it's really good. It's based in so the game is actually based in Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne, Australia. It's based in a cafe that... So both the living and the dead can both come to this cafe, but the dead... Uh, so it's, it's basically like limbo for them, so they can hang out in this cafe for 24 hours and then pass on. Ah, right. From there. Uh, and I'm pretty sure... Because I'm only about half hour into it, but I'm pretty sure the opening cutscene... in like implies that they they only did this because they want more customers i i think that's why because they like draw up like a like a summoning circle so they can get more people i don't know it's kind of it's kind of weird but it's so aussie and i love it (laughs) like yeah i I saw you post up pictures on the discord about it yeah they they've said like fair income like four or five times already and it's like, oh, that's Aussie. That's so Aussie. Has anyone said Struth yet? Not yet. Has anyone Good. said, yeah, nah, 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 yeah? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a yeah, nah, actually. But well, then then it's got this Aussie stamp of appeal. It has to have that yeah, nah, or nah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to have a yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Necrobrista, that's, so that's really fun. Uh, I, I'm still playing Enter the Gungeon. Uh, it's... It's still just as hard as ever. It's so damn hard. Um, I only just figured out how I can actually, you know, skip levels, which is kind of like this game's way of progressing in a roguelike, and it's actually quite difficult. <laughs> but because the game is so ambiguous in a lot of what what you can and can't do, where you have you have to look it up, or it'll be sheer dumb luck that you find things out. And that kind of frustrates me, but the the gameplay itself is so smooth that I can kind of forgive it. But uh, hopefully I will have that finished by next time, but yeah, we'll see how we go. And lastly, I promised I'd give you um, fortnightly updates on Pokemon Green and how I've been going with that. Uh, I said I would have finished the second gym leader. That did not happen, I'm afraid. I got halfway through Mount Moon, and that's about it. But then... I also realized that I have to go through the entire bridge and over to Bill before I can even do the second gym. Right, and, yep. right. And I'm like, a while to go. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm like, well. The Zubats got to you, man. They sure, they sure did. There's so many Zubats. And the hardest part, though, because it's obviously, like I said, it's all in Japanese. The hardest part I found is reading through the dialogue and then they reference, then they talk about a Pokemon that I haven't encountered yet. So oh, it's, right, because, yeah, they'll have, like, completely different names. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Some, a lo- most of them do. Some don't. So Zubat actually is just called Zubat in Japanese, which is interesting. I know Charizard is Lizardon. Yeah, Lizard, yeah, Lizardon. Uh, but there was someone who mentioned uh, Pippi, and I was like, who the hell is that? And That's Clefairy. That is Clefairy, but I didn't know that at first. And I was here I was with my Japanese app, like Japanese dictionary app, like typing You're in trying Pippi. to look for it, and I'm like, why isn't this a what word? Yeah, 
Like, why can't I find this? And it turns out, yep, it's Clefairy. Never mind. But yeah, so I'm going back on my promise from last episode that I would uh, have, like, go each episode I'd be up to a next gym because that's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. You've fallen but on you the can, first you hurdle. You can get to yep. the next gym this time. Mm, probably not. I'm, <laughs> I might get to Bill. Maybe. That or I might just get to the end of Mount Moon at this the rate. slowest Let's Play of Pokemon ever. Oh, it's so slow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to compete with uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon. Oh, it'll still beat me. Actually, how long did that take? Do you remember? I think, I think that it was only like... like a couple of weeks. Yeah, they already beat me. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks straight, though. They still beat me. <laughs> uh, so moving on to the news, but first up, we'll just have a we'll just have a little little chat about our Patreon. So for just one dollar per month, you can get this podcast two to three days early. It all goes towards supporting the website, paying our writers, and keeping everything running. And if we reach $100 per month, and if we reach that goal, we'll make this podcast a weekly show, which would be so much fun. Because we like doing this, and we like to be doing it weekly if we can. Also, makes it easier for us on the news side of things. Yes, please help us. We're struggling. Please. <laughs> We're struggling to make hour-long episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the intro is 25 minutes. Yeah, we got to do something about that. <laughs> oh, well. Let's go into the news. This is the person who just spent, like, you know, 10 minutes talking. Rude. <laughs> Ouch. You said make it an hour episode? Yeah, I did. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Nintendo's Q1 uh, Q1 of 2021 results have come in. So uh, during the reported period, Nintendo sold 4.45 million Switch consoles, which is about right, actually, because they normally yeah. say about 20 million per year. I was going to say that was a fair bit, but like, nah, that's about right, actually. So what was that? 1.14 was the Switch Lite. So which is about... Yes. Yeah, which and is about... 3.31 for the standard Switch. Which that sounds about right as well. Yeah. Because there, there is a bit of a link here. Thank you, Vooks, for providing all this in a clear and concise manner. So yeah, in, they got all the numbers. Yeah, they do. So Nintendo Switch, the the base model was seventy two point two million, and the Nintendo Switch Lite at fifteen point eight four million, which but still, has that actually surpassed the Wii U? It has. Yeah, I remember last oh, time, man. last time it had surpassed the Wii U. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, I love the Wii U. It's very it's sad. like the Switch Lite has surpassed it, though. <laughs> I know. Looking back on the Switch, no one's going to remember the Switch Lite. It's always going to be the, the regular Switch model. Yeah, yeah. That people remember. Yeah. But for, for 2021 titles, it was New Pokemon Snap 2.07 million, which uh, wow. only counts for outside of Japan. So it, does, that's... it has included Japanese sales because of the Pokemon company. Yeah. Ah, right. For weird reasons. So I, yes. I'd i say that's probably around three, 3 million. But still, I thought it At would least. be a little bit... Yeah, I still thought it would be a bit, little bit higher than that. To be fair, this was shortly after it released. That's a good point, actually. That's the thing. Like, these, these numbers are shortly after they released. They only, these numbers came out last week, which means they covered all the reports, you know, maybe a month after the game came out. That's a, good, that's a very good point. Yes. I was... And... 
that that makes the next one even more impressive. Mario Golf Super Rush at one point three four million, because that launched in June. Yes. Although that does include Japanese sales. Yes, it does. So whether it's good or not, I don't know. But Metopia topping a million. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty impressive because <laughs> it it it's a game about knees. Nintendo were very very desperate to get that. <laughs> to sell a million copies I'd... that was like impressive that it hit a million though yeah i i, I think and... the uh uh the me uh creation update thing to it is what sold it really oh yeah a lot of streamers jumped on that like aspect yeah that and, any... and it's just kooky crazy yeah and anything that comes to switch now sells like hotcakes so which could... i mean when there's 89 million total systems well that's it Huge number. And Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury at 6.68 million. That's a crazy number. So the total it has sold that quarter was, I think, 1.09 million in the quarter. Because it released in the previous quarter. Yeah, that's right. Still, though, that is very crazy. I mean, it's a Mario game, so but it's good to see that because I'm pretty sure that's now outsold the Wii U copy already. Oh, 100%. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. It's it's sold, the was it a total of half of the Wii U total sales? <laughs> <laughs> and just dunking on the Wii U tonight. Yeah, we are. Well, it's, it, it, makes, it makes it easy. It just hurts. It does hurt. <laughs> I love yeah, the Wii U. Yeah, we, we here at Switchaboo, we punch down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from three people that owned the Wii U as well. Yeah, yeah, we can we can say that we own the Wii U. We lived through that time. I I literally have my Wii U controller like with the screen right here covered like caked in dust with tr- uh, "Play Me" written on its screen. <laughs> of course you have. Of course you did that. <laughs> uh, moving on to the top ten uh, m- million sellers. So from from Nintendo, but it's pretty much a top ten games. Let's be honest. Although Monster Hunter Rise, I'd be curious to see what that number is actually. Uh, I will have a look if they've released any information on that. Thank while you. We do this. Uh, in the meantime, while Nathan's looking for that, so number ten, and I love that this is at number ten. Ring Fit Adventure, eleven point two six million. That is crazy. That's ridiculous. Ooh. When are you getting it, Jake? Yeah. Uh, whenever I have, like, room to actually, you know, exercise and have a Switch <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, so never, unless you yeah. go in the lounge room. <laughs> I need to throw this huge bloody couch out to be able to play that. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently it was, someone was saying that it's the best-selling RPG of this generation, or turn-based RPG of this generation so far. That's... That kind of makes sense. <laughs> as as a big uh, RPG fan, that kind of hurts the soul a bit. It does, uh, but it it genuinely makes sense. But then again, though, what about Pokemon? That counts as an RPG. Yeah, yeah it does actually. Yeah, yeah, and like r- right up here, got Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee selling more than it. So, and then Sword and With Shield, Monster Hunter Rise. We have no update since. The twenty seventh of May, okay. but it has shipped over seven million copies. 
Oh, okay. okay. And it still hasn't had a PC release yet, which is going to have oh, next yeah. year, I think. Yeah. So that'll jump those numbers up big time. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, Super Mario Party... Uh, actually, because this isn't in order. Let's go... I'll try doing it in order. Uh, Splatoon 2 is the next one at 12.45. They did it in alphabetical? No, they didn't. No, it's just... I like, think they did it in... Maybe... No, have, I don't know what the order is. It's no, a there's... weird order. Let's just get through this. <laughs> yeah. Short short podcast. Come on. Remember what Alex said before we started recording. <laughs> uh, Splatoon 2, 12.45 million, which I expected that to be a little bit higher. But... Oh well, Splatoon 2, there you go. They still sold like 200,000 copies in the quarter. Yeah, true. But considering how popular it is in Japan, although I guess everyone that will buy it in Japan has already bought it. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's yeah. it's been out long enough that yeah. people are just like, oh, Splatoon 3 is coming, man, so we'll just get that. Yeah, exactly. It's got no more Poppy. content coming. Good point. That's yeah. why it's like, it's surprising it's still getting sales, really. Good point. Uh, next one, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, 13.57 million, which... Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's about right. It's Pokemon. What do you expect? Uh, Super Mario Party, 15.72 million, which that's pretty crazy. But that'll slow down as well once uh, the Once the one. good Mario Party comes out. Yeah, I can't remember what that's called now. <laughs> I love how you refer it to as the good Mario Party. <laughs> Hasn't even come out yet and we already know it. I mean, like, just that fruit map is terrible. Yeah, like by yeah, default, true. a quarter of the uh, a quarter of the boards are bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was next? Super Mario Odyssey at twenty one point four million. Which great game! It's a, oh, it's a fantastic game. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield has fin- has beaten it, although it did beat it last quarter. But I guess it's beating it by a little bit more now at twenty one point eight five million. That's an average Pokemon game. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. it's technically two games. That is also true. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed Sword and Shield more than Sun and Moon, but still, yeah, it's pretty average. It was very average. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Legends Arceus, actually. I hope that does well. Me too. Maybe those trees will look good then. Mm. <laughs> no, the trees, they look bad. I'm not buying. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, we've got Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 23.2 million, which I know that was the system seller. Back in oh the, yeah, it was back in the day. So like, you know, it's had a good f- for a, for a Zelda game. Actually, that's actually pretty decent because I know Zelda's not the biggest seller in Japan. I mean, it's beating Mario. So yeah, that's that's actually a very good point. And they launched in the same year. Yes, they did. Next, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate twenty four point seven seven million. Which I feel like that's kind of slowed down a little bit in momentum. Yeah, we're getting to the end of, like, overall, you know, new It's also content. been out, was it three years at this point? Yeah, three yeah. years. <laughs> like, we got one more character left. Hmm? And then that's it. The game's done. Come on, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Why not Spyro? Uh, because I know... Or Sora, because I know you want Sora as well. Yeah, but Disney. But, the, yep. yeah, Sp- <laughs> Spyro, I know, has less, you know, is... It's less marketable than Crash, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Uh, number two, Animal Crossing New Horizons, 33.89 million. Which, by this point, I thought it'd be number one. But then again, we all know what number one is. It's yeah. actually got more of a lead than it did last time as well. It's increasing it slightly. Oh, uh, yeah, so it is. Yeah. 
which makes sense it comes with every new console yeah which is obviously you know what we're talking about Maracate deluxe 37.08 million 37.08 million that's nuts what did mm-hmm. what's the best-selling mario kart game i'm googling this probably mario kart 8 deluxe uh let's see uh it says here in this article that we uh we are using in uh as reference mario kart 8 deluxe is now three hundred thousand units off of overtaking uh mario kart wii oh there you go i probably should have read that <laughs> <laughs> whoops so yeah not not the highest selling but it's getting there it's gonna it's gonna be and that's not even including the wii u sales of the original mm. which was like oh man seven or eight million I was like, oh, I wonder how high it is in terms of, you know, total sales, like, global uh, video games. It's not even close to the first game. Yeah, that's like, uh, is it Minecraft? Yeah, 238 million. Yeah, that's... that's... <laughs> you have to sell that many consoles first. Yeah. To get that. And then Grand Theft Auto Five is 150 million. Jesus. Man, I knew that game was popular, but really yeah that much wow yeah it's always in the top 10 mpds like without doubt even to even now it's still top 10 and then they're going to release the um the ps5 and the xbox series x and s upgrades and then it'll continue Mm -hmm. selling and it'll sell it again Mm. because everyone who brought it back on the ps3 and xbox 360 are going to buy it again Uh those games are going to span three console generations (laughs) yeah wow Yeah, we went the PS4 and Xbox One generation without a new Grand Theft Auto game. Yep. That sucks. I, mean, I think that's when GTA Online came out, though. True. That's... That is big enough to be its own game. That's true. And then the money they make off of that. off of the... Oh, that is insane. Yeah, it's like the microtransactions from that. Yeah. Mm. That's so much money. Surprisingly, red, blue, green, and yellow are seventh total with 47.52 million. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will probably... I reckon that'll beat that it by the end of it. It is just under it. Yeah. If you include Mario Kart 8 and Deluxe total sales, it is 45.53. Oof. Because it's, that's what it's done. It's grouped them together because it's the same game, functionally. Yeah, uh, yeah essentially, yeah. It is a great Mario Kart game. It's one of my favorite Mario Kart games, if not my favorite. So, if the only problem is we've had it for since so long, it came mm. out. Yeah, it was like 2014, I think it was. Which is like, can we get a new Mario yeah. Kart game, please? We got <laughs> one, one. That isn't one that no. isn't on the mobile or a goddamn a toy. Yeah, remote controlled car. Hey, there you go. We got two. I didn't even think of Mario Kart Live. They're not even They're games. not Mario Kart games. <laughs> one's a toy, the other one's a pyramid scheme. Which one's which? Um, let's move on to... Uh, Niantic has responded to open letters from several large community leaders about the pandemic rollbacks. I've heard little bits about this. Um, does anyone know a little bit more about this than me? I, I know a bit about it. So... Um... Basically, when COVID hit, they actually expanded the um, the distance meter that you can interact with things. That's right. Um, and now they are bringing it back because, you know, it's pandemic slowing down. So it's only countries where COVID is less of an issue. So in Australia, it is still 
that bigger radius. But in America, in parts, they're slowly rolling it back. And, like, everyone that's playing it is against it because mm. it actually is more safer to have that slightly bigger distance. It, you know, keeps that social distancing as well. So not everyone's all grouped together around this small thing. It also... There are some really awkward places for some Pokestops. Like, I think one is in the middle of, like, a highway, and you have to run across lanes to get to it. Mm. With the extended range, you could actually access it. This is what, like, one thing I read. I was like, yeah, the, there's no, like, downside to, like, incre- like keeping it at that increased range. It keeps more people playing in a safe way. Yeah. But, yeah. So they so they yeah. put so fans and ev- fans and um, community players they put together a like a letter basically like a full two page spread letter about it listing all the safety reasons the accessibility and which is really cool and Niantic actually did respond and I remember reading through this and it is very uh, we hear you we'll have a think about it it's corporate response yeah. The typical generic corporate response. corporate response. Oh, I'm so sick of reading those. Yeah, yeah. I know you. You can you can read basically the first paragraph, and you just know what the rest of it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah, I know uh, that this is the this is the automated response robot. All right. Yeah, I know they have to for legal reasons, and like their lawyers would be like, "Don't make a comment until you know we figure it all out." But yeah, it it does it does rub you after rub you the wrong way. Ah, well, that's that. Makes so much money. Oh, yeah. So much money. Um, Considering you were talking about Digimon before, Jake, do you want to take the next one? Uh, Sure, despite Nathan being the Digimon guy here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Digimon Survive has been pushed back to the second half of 2022. Nathan, how does that make you feel? Nathan. You being the actual Digimon guy here, I've stolen this from you, but uh, what is... Is Digimon Survive anything like Cyber Sleuth? Because that's the only Digimon game that uh, I've played in recent uh, years. From what I've seen, like, like, I've been trying to keep away from it as much as I can. It's um, It has that like more darker tone like that Cyber Sleuth has, but I think yeah, it's right. actually a tactics RPG, I think. Ooh, hello. Let me double check, because I remember seeing um, like the, you know, the... These signature tactic squares. Yeah, I'm, on a I'm, screenshot. I'm reading this article and it uh, it's calling it a survival RPG. Yeah, that because it is it has that you know like that aspect of a, like it's a visual novel cross RPG kind of game. Okay. And looking at it, yeah, there is like the tactic square, so I think it does have. And I clicked on it. It's like, oh, Digimon Survive delayed to 2021. Yep. That yeah, is an it old says, image. Uh, the game initially uh, revealed to be launching in 2019, then yeah, delayed to 2020. It has been a while. Delayed to 2021. We knew, like, everyone who's, like, waiting for the game was like, yeah, we kind of get the feeling it's going to be pushed back to next year. But the fact that it's the second half is like, oh, yeah. It hurts. Yeah, I bet that would. Something it does. Something's going on with it because, like, normally, normally when a game gets delayed so many times, there's there's got to be uh, either creative creative differences or um, the the game's just like it's quite buggy and it's not coming together the way they want to, or they have to kind of rethink things and take a step back. So the next time we might see Digimon Survive, it may look a bit different. To, to what... be fair, it also happened in the middle of COVID. 
Well, yeah, of course. And mm. also, um, I think they're trying to use this as like the path forward for future Digimon games. So they kind of want to get it just right. Mm. So that you know, they sense, want it to yeah. sell well to kind of be like, okay, here's a future path for more Digimon games to come out of the pipeline. Because there was a while where there was not a lot of Digimon games. And then, you know, I think it was Cyber Sleuth came out and then you got the sequel to that and then Next World Order, which was a straight callback to the original Digimon world. There's a there's a there's a comment in the in the article in the Nintendo Life article that we're using. It says "Gunning for Bayonetta 3's record." <laughs> hey, at least there is news. Yeah, <laughs> at least there is news. And another one: Metroid Prime Four, Persona Six, Bayonetta Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, and Remake Part Two will be out before this game. And to add on to that, Overwatch Two and Overwatch. That, that sounds like it's getting pushed back as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have not been hearing pushed back more cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> and Silk Song. That's been a long time. Yeah, there's a lot of games that we're waiting for. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a lot to look forward to. Oh, yeah. well. uh, considering this is the first time I'm hearing about this, I'm actually kind of interested in it. So uh, let's hope this doesn't get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it will from like the sounds of it, but... Lot, it does look pretty good. A lot of people envy you, Jake, because you only just found out about this now. Yeah, people are like <laughs> clamoring from two years ago. Yes, yes, we have been. Um, Nathan, you definitely should have taken that one because Jake, you've got to take this one. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you. <laughs> uh, priorities, man. All right, yeah. so Neo The World Ends With You has topped for Mitsu sales charts on its opening week, with Great Ace Attorney coming in third behind si- uh, Skyward Sword. Yeah. That's good. No surprise. This game is good. But, like, yeah, the like that week it topped, like, the charts in Japan, which is impressive. Well, that's it's it. Like, like I, I think the original The World Ends With You, it sold all right. Yeah, but this like, one's yeah, going nothing really ridiculous, well. but like yeah, this exploded. And rightfully so. This game is amazing. I will say it only beat Skyward Sword HD by 179 units and Skyward Sword's in its like third or fourth week. That was its third week from third memory. Week. Yeah, yeah. But but it's still impressive. You're also comparing that to Skyward Sword. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Like it's yeah. still very, very, very impressive. So yeah, in its first in its first week, eighteen thousand seven hundred and ninety nine copies. Which In Japan. In J- exactly, in Japan alone. Which is which is very impressive. Ironically as I, well I, I'm I'm reading the uh like the top ten uh list here. Number one, Neo the World's in uh yeah, Neo the World Ends with You on Switch. Number ten the PS4 port of Neo The World Ends With You. So it's on this list twice. Yeah. And the rest of those games are Switch games. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, this <laughs> game deserves the sales. So go buy it. And that being said as well, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe just lost a Crayon Shinchan, Orato Hakase no Natsu Yasumi, Ora Owaranai Nanokakan no Tabi. There we go. It's a he good got butcher it. in there. He got it. Oh. Claps for Alex. Yay. 
But yeah, yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh, it's slipping if it can if it can't compete with Crayon Shinchan. Shinchan is actually pretty huge yeah, in Japan. Isn't Shinchan like huge? I've never heard of that actually. So it's it probably isn't is. It like, it's like an old anime. Yeah, I, I remember it. Uh, people tried to, uh, you know, actually, like, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the word. They they tried to uh, localize it uh, for Western audiences. Like, I, 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 I remember did not work. Yeah, I remember <laughs> watching it on uh, Fox Kids when I was uh, real young. It yeah, it did not work. Doesn't it have like a lot of fart jokes? Yep. A lot of fart jokes and a lot of butt jokes. Alex, if you saw the image of it, you'd know what it is. Okay, I'm going to Google it. Crayon. Shin. Chan. Ah, uh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Like, it, it is really big. Yeah, I, I've seen it. The third image is, is with the kid with his butt out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's... <laughs> That's a thing. That that's you know that's the character. Yeah, fair I, enough. I, st- I still remember the uh, the adverts on Fox Kids for that show. Literally every cut was a butt joke. Of course it was. It's like why? Because <laughs> they like, had some you... really weird ads in like the Fox Kid era. It's like yeah, it was like late nineties, early two thousands. But come on, man. Didn't they also, like, you know, do crossover ads with the shows that they had at the time? Oh, sure did. I remember, like, Sonic X appearing in stuff. Oh, uh, it... The the infamous, uh... Oh, what was it? Yeah, the infamous four kids stars uh, singing the American National Anthem. Yes! Come here. That's it. Because oh, for obvious about reasons, that. but... <laughs> I'm not gonna ask. You need to watch that after this because it's so bad. Oh, great. I asked. It's like a bunch of anime characters singing the American National Anthem. I, I think it's... Stu- if I remember correctly, I think it starts off with Sonic and then moves over to uh, Luffy from One Piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Doesn't it also have, like, GX at the time or something as well? I think so. But yeah, like, obviously it's their uh, dubbed versions, so... For those uh, for those of you who are more sub oriented, it's yo, even more Alex. cringe. Yeah, yo. <laughs> uh, I back to the back to the sales, I guess as well. Um, I always like seeing the the uh, console sales as well, but my god, the Switch is killing it still in Japan compared to yeah. The, oh yeah, it makes sense because they they have the more handheld side of things. Mm. Oh yeah, of course. But like in total, that's about sixty-two thousand units in one week with the switch combining with the switch light, if not fifty, yeah. close to fifty-three, sixty-three. Sorry, where the PS Five like really impressive. Yeah, PS Five eighteen thousand, which I know Twitch, yeah, had, you know chip shortages and all that, and harder to get. But I mean, PS Four was one thousand two hundred. Yeah, the uh, PS Five is just ridiculous trying to get Western. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got a more Western focus. The poor Xbox Series X, 788. Yeah, it does have no presence in Japan. Yeah. I I remember looking at this one week, uh, and this was like when the Xbox One, uh, well, still the Xbox One, and I saw Xbox One, one. 
A single sale. A single sale. A single sale. One single sale from, like, the only Japanese Halo fan ever. I wonder if that guy got interviewed, or that person got interviewed. Or, like, he just brought up to the counter, and you're like, did you grab the wrong thing? PS4's over there. Yeah. Uh, Makes no, sense sell me Gears of War, damn like, it. Japanese <laughs> games on the PS4. Yeah, of course, of course. There's a reason why Xbox doesn't do that well over there. When I was over yeah. there, when I was when I was over there, and I went to this, I went to this shop, and like it was like you know multi multi leveled, but like one whole level was just video games and consoles. It was it was heaven. I could live there. It was so good. But like you know, massive massive sections for the 3ds huge you know even bigger for the ps4 and everything and then in a little corner there was wii u and xbox and that was it kind of like stores here used to have like the tiniest setup for vita stuff yeah (laughs) like like a single shelf yeah yeah uh vita got like shafted back then yeah yeah that's a real shame the vita is a good console yeah, that's uh, no, just a P four, or not even a P four G machine anymore. No, <laughs> it's it's just it's a dead console now. R I P. This one's a very interesting one. So rumors suggest a Grand Theft Auto trilogy remaster collection is coming to Switch in, uh, well, fall or you know later this year. Basically, uh, it's supposed to include Grand Theft Auto three, Vice City, and San Andreas. Where, where's our Chinatown Wars? Yeah, where's Chinatown Wars? I was waiting for one of us to bring that up. But uh yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, uh I, I, I saw this uh show up like I think a week ago at this point, like one random uh article showed up on like my timeline and it's like, ah, uh, it's probably fake rumors. Someone's just trying to get clicks and then like they just kept and coming more. and coming and coming. It's like, oh, okay, this could be serious. Strap yourselves in, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the Grand Theft Auto game we get for this generation. Yeah, three old ones. <laughs> Although this is where so much nostalgia, like San Andreas, I played that game to death. Uh, a lot of people from like the PS2 generation loved San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get into three. The amount of like YouTube mod videos on. Yeah, I used to. I used to always. Uh, like, you know, putting the cheat codes for the bicycle. So then, like, I'd have no full damage and, like, gravity was just ridiculous. So I'd just do, like, a bunny hop and I'd be in the clouds. <laughs> yeah, this is how you do it. Yeah, who needs the jetpack cheat when you have, like, infinite bunny hops and, you know... Exactly. No full damage. <laughs> Pure chaotic energy. Man, remember when games had cheat codes? Yeah, that uh... was... And and remember when there was a point where game codes got uh, cheat codes got put behind paid DLC. <laughs> yes, we're old. We get it. We know. <laughs> we established this before. Yes, we are video game boomers. Just just the fact that they put cheat codes as paid DLC. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But this is looking at October or late October, early November. It was supposed to be earlier for this year, but apparently it got you know delayed. You know, COVID. That old chestnut. Yeah, obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's looking good. There's also plans for a Red Dead Redemption uh, remaster as well. Well, remaster or, or port. Um, see how that goes. But that could be on Switch as well, Red Dead, uh, like Red Dead Redemption. Ooh, hello. 
which I liked. I didn't mind Red Dead Redemption, but I it felt clunky when I went back to it. Yeah, it, it's it hasn't aged very well. No, like at the time it felt good, but uh... yeah, the years haven't been kind to it. Who who was it that called it the Brown Alive Redemption? <laughs> <laughs> Blue Poo Atonement. That would be uh, Yahtzee Croshaw. That's it. <laughs> but I could, I could see... I, I hope if they do bring Red Dead Redemption that it's touched up a bit. But, you know, let's be real. It's yeah, probably not. just going to do the easy work. Probably. It'll still get sales, so... Uh, so, next up. GameStop shows uh, has shown off the top 10 pre-orders for the Switch in the past two months. And, I mean, it's awesome. Like having a look at number one, but we'll get to number one. Uh, number ten. We'll start we... with number ten. Number ten. <laughs> Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp. This is like this is good. Like seeing it at mm. least in number ten. Like this is good because I yeah, this didn't think this would see, actually yeah. get a lot of sales, but like the fact that it's number ten in pre-orders is really impressive. Mm. Yeah, people miss Advance Wars. Yeah, it's a good game. I, I'm exci- I'm excited to play it. I've never played Advance Wars before. And I need to. So now I can, which is perfect. Yeah, uh, good way to play it. Nathan, do you want to do the numbers? Yeah, number nine. <laughs> Sonic Colors Ultimate. Oh, please tell me you're going to edit this like one of those really bad, like... Like the, uh, the, <laughs> like number, the number flashes up on the screen. From like a decade ago. <laughs> we'll, see how, we'll see how we go. I mean, that's why I'm doing the voice like this. Nathan? Number eight. Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Which, which that this is actually like really impressive. It's this high up. Yeah, that's very and Cause yeah, because it's a visual novel. Also, like if you don't know, in the actual game, you have to actually go in the file, the system files to do stuff. I'm sure they'll find a way. Oh yeah, to get they they actually it. put a PC in the game, kind of thing. Like you oh, of the, course, yeah. <laughs> That's actually but like yeah, cool. you have to actually like alter like system files to play the game properly. That is actually pretty cool that they did that. Yeah. Next, number seven. WarioWare, get it together. WarioWare, get it together. Yeah. Well, is this a WarioWare now? <laughs> While Luigi wants to take over the main spot, I'm still on Advance Wars. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but WarioWare, get it together. Uh, awesome. I think that's Good great. Game. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I just need friends now, but you know, I'll I'll work on that. Outside of working, exactly, exactly. That's a yeah, that's yeah. a that's a future Alex problem. Next, yeah, future Alex, and number six, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Brilliant. <laughs> boo. <laughs> <laughs> it was the easiest thing to say. It was. I get it, but still, boo. But only at number six, which I know, like, later on. We'll obviously talk yeah. about that, but, like... Only Spoilers! At s- Spoilers for later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a hint. I'm hinting at something. Maybe Pearl will be higher. I'm creating tension. Uh, next one. Number five. Shimagami Tensei, fiddling enough, um, fittingly five. enough, five. <laughs> yeah, how convenient that it's the fifth one. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that SMT is, like getting the, genuinely like, this high up as well yeah mm. yeah i'm glad to see that it's actually getting the recognition that it deserves 
like it beat Pokemon Brilliant Diamond by itself. Yeah. yeah. Well, considering how long we've been waiting for this, I mean, I, I, I'm not even gonna play it because I don't, I don't play it. But like, <laughs> I'm excited for you. I'm excited for yeah. Shimagami Tensei fans. Just like how you're excited for us with the uh, Nicktoons. Exactly. It's not for me, but I'm excited for you. I might play it once if you pay me. Maybe. I probably will. I mean, video. Smash Bros. video. <laughs> yeah, well, true. Yeah. Next one. Uh, number four. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Now, isn't this like still a fair way off? Oh, yeah. Like, they I, haven't done a release date at all, have they? Like, even a window, have they? There is a release yeah, but... date. Uh, it's January. There's there's a, a specific release date. It's January oh. something. Uh, Pokemon Legends RCS. January 28th. Well, there you go. That's... Yeah, all right. Yeah. We were odd that it's, that. like, right at the beginning of the year as well. Yeah, really, really bizarre that there's actually... that they Because when they... When they launched it well not launched it sorry when they announced it when that initial trailer we all expected like oh you know 2022 or q4 2022 or something they gave january 28th 2022 a specific day which is weird yeah it did not look like it was running very well on that announcement yeah that looked like uh like an alpha not, not a yeah i was gonna say not a beta but like an alpha approaching beta yeah yeah Definitely. Uh, it still th- looks neat, but still. <laughs> By the time this podcast goes up to everyone, uh, there would have been a Pokemon Presents to talk more about True. this. Oh, True. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. The one that's at a semi-reasonable time for us. <laughs> <laughs> for once. Yeah, to semi. be honest, Pokemon seems to always do it around that time. They are a little bit better with that. I think that's more because like, they're catering to you know, Japan. Japanese times, yeah, as well. Um, well, Nintendo seems to be more the American times. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They put it like nine a.m. American, where it's this one is like six a.m. or even five a.m. I think at that. Uh, PT, anyways, the wet, the western side of, yeah, of United States. Uh, next one. Number three. <laughs> Sorry, I still can't get over the voice. <laughs> <laughs> that one is Mario Party Superstars. That's very impressive. That is going to be great. Yeah, so At least excited. we remember. Like, like we said, the good Mario Party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the good Mario Party. I know. I was only thinking about this the other day. Like, it, it just, it reminded me that it was coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a thing. And then I got excited again. I'm very excited. Much nostalgia. Uh, next one. Number two. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl Double Pack. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> it, what surprised me was Brilliant Diamond being so high with the double pack. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, that, that's the thing is like yeah. people will all uh, will either buy like both the double of them pack to or get just yeah, one. or just one. And that one is usually the first one when, you know, talking about Pokemon, you know, like Diamond, Pearl, Ruby, Sapphire, Gold, mm. Silver. Like the first one in all of those is always the one that sells the most. That is very true. Is it normal Red that the double? Uh, I had blue. Is I had it? Blue. Yeah. Is it? Is it normal that the double pack is higher? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, these days, yeah, because most people that play Pokemon now are people that grew up with Pokemon. That's true. And they tend to, because it's cheaper, they tend to, you know, either if they have a couple, they'll split it. Or, you know, they give one to their kid or, you know, that kind of thing. It's a cheaper way to get both games. That's a very good point. I didn't think about that. It's not so much your single person, like, buying it. It's a lot of, like, you know, you buy it and you split it with a friend or something like that. Or you're like us, where we... Or, or, yeah, you just buy it for the collecting purpose. (laughs) You're like us and we're sitting alone in our bedrooms, like, yay, I've got them both. (laughs) Yes, that is us. Uh, And... And number one... Metroid Dread. This was, like, when I saw this list, this was like, okay, no, this has to be something we have to talk about. Yeah. Metroid Dread number one. Yeah, Metroid's back, baby. Well, Metroid's almost like it's almost like uh, you know people wanted to play a Metroid game for the longest time. (laughs) Yeah, just just a little bit. (laughs) Well, I mean, Metroid's back, but like Metroid's back in a way that it hasn't really been. It hasn't been number one, I don't think, in pre-orders before any of the Metroid games. Maybe Metroid Prime, like the first one, way back when. But aside from that, that's really impressive. Number one, beating the double pack of Pokemon. Pokemon Billion Diamond Shining Pearl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, beating Pokemon is one heck of an achievement. Mm. So, I'm curious as to know what those numbers are already, because... Actually, I'm going to Google this as well. What's the best-selling Metroid game? I'm going to say Metroid Prime. At least one of the Metroid Prime games. I know the high, the uh, highest cost was the uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy pack until that got the Wii U release. <laughs> that was funny like just like it was like selling for like i think 300 dollars, and then that got announced and the prices just dropped (laughs) suckers uh you are right jake metroid Ah, prime um although metroid prime in total 2.84 million really that's it that is the best-selling metroid game so the fact that Metroid Dread is already it's overtaking, yeah. Metroid... <laughs> as 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 we learnt like earlier in the podcast, that's only a little bit over half of what Metopia sold. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the fact that it's makes now sense because like you've got your indies, um, like the Metroidvanias have just jumped up in popularity yeah. massively, and all these people who've got into metroidvanias and they're like oh this is the thing that inspired this what we were like what i really like i'm gonna play this yeah yeah that makes sense you know that there is a logical reason behind it yeah you know that game super metroid where you know that's apparently one of the best games according to people of all time that they always end on uh speed runs with Uh games done quick yep yep 1.42 million yeah, but wow. a lot of it has been emulation, honestly. Yeah, it's true. The second a best... lot of people played it through emulation because mm. you can't buy it anymore. The second best is original Metroid, 2.73. Go figure. <laughs> but yeah, like super happy to see Metroid Dread up there. I it it it's gonna be the best selling Metroid game at this rate, I reckon. I'm calling oh, it now. Yeah, easy. And that's just awesome to see. It's not so that's what I mean. Metroid's not only back, but it's it's getting the attention it now deserves. 
which is awesome to see. Um, I'm not I'm not going to pick who wants to cover the next topic anymore because apparently I get it wrong. So, uh, <laughs> who wants to take the next one? Uh, well, this is kind of relevant to something I was talking about earlier. I'll take the stream, so there yeah, I'll take I'll take this one. So, uh, Nintendo has obtained a permanent injunction against uh, emulation site Rom Universe. So, yeah, this is a thing. They kind of... Surprise, surprise, Nintendo doesn't want you playing their old games. <laughs> mm, I don't believe it. Oh, this is, yeah, this is, this is a yeah. shame. Like, video game preservation is something that should exist 100%. Mm. Like, they're doing it with, you know, films and stuff. They should be doing it with video games because some of these you can't access anymore and yeah you know nintendo's holding a lot of that stuff in their vault basically you know they could have done the virtual console again but now it's just the switch online thing which is oh innate uh, every now and again we'll release a game but it, yep. it'd be nice to have access to the full library yeah they like can Nin- do. nintendo if you want people to stop emulating your games let people play them for That's the love the of problem. god <laughs> it's like, oh, people just want to play these games yeah and that's and that, and that's a that's the biggest cuz i like i'm i'm trying to tread carefully here obviously but like i can see where it where people come from in terms of like um they want to play these games and they want to do it on the newest Nintendo system, but you know, it's just not on there. So like, uh, I guess the biggest example is mother three, you know, that's, that's the yes. biggest example. People want mm. to play this really old, but classic uh, Nintendo game and they just can't. So fans have, you know, sort, you know, took it upon themselves to translate it, to, you know, support it. And, you know, mother three, there's a large Western audience for that game even though it never also, officially came. Also, there are a lot of games where a good example is the uh, Mario 3D All-Stars, where it was only available for a short period of time, or an uh, even clearer example where, you know, scalpers buy out these games, uh, like the original like Fire Emblem games on the GameCube and the Wii. Yeah. Like those ones, those sell over 300 US. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And like, if you want to play that, that's the only way you can legally play it by paying three hundred US for a game that is like ten years old at least at this point. No, actually, probably fourteen years old, because the Wii is like fourteen, fifteen years old at this point. Which, oh man, that just made me realize <laughs> stuff. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> two thousand six. Oh, that hurts. But yeah, yeah like I... these games where they didn't sell much copies back when they first came out the only way you can get them are paying an exorbitant amount yeah or you you know access illegal copies of the game yeah and that's and that's where it where it gets a bit um gets a bit finicky but rom yeah rom universe that's a that's a completely different story yeah mm. they did some some shady things weren't they like selling the games or something no they it was like you you, you could only download the games if you like uh made an account and an account you had to pay for i think yeah that's it they're they're functionally selling it through paid memberships yeah yeah that's where yeah that's scummy 
Yeah. That's pretty damn scummy. Yeah, that's not preservation. That's profiteering off yeah. of someone else's work. Which is, you know, why the judge probably also ordered them to destroy all copies of the pirated games they had. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's that's kind of sad in itself. Because it's like, yeah. oh, so much preservation. Gone. Like, yeah. the games I would want to play personally are those old games that never came to the West. I mean, for one... Or Australia. Yeah, or we Australia. We on games. Mm. Um, like, we didn't get Chrono Trigger until the DS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just... or, and we haven't gotten Super Mario RPG at all, except for maybe on one of the virtual consoles. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was the Wii Virtual Console. Is when we first got it, which you can't buy anymore. <laughs> um, the game I would really want to play is uh, Ag Anuma's first game. Do you guys know about this one? There before he started working on Zelda. Uh, give I me a title. I, do, I can't remember. Uh, it's called Marvelous Mohitotsu no Takarajima. So it's uh, basically... Uh, how, how, can I, how can I explain this? So it's kind of... It, it, if you looked at it, it looks like... Uh, it looks like Link to the Past. Like they use basically the same assets. But it's three, it's three kids basically on a on a field trip on an island basically and you pl- and you play as like a it's like it's an action uh it's it's an action game like top down action game but it's more puzzle orientated but something like that came out in 96 so the same year the N64 launched but it came out for the Super Nintendo yeah like something like that i would love to play that they don't sell well as well so like it's really hard to get a copy of those yeah oh, i'd be almost impossible and like a, yeah. as a swan song on the um, on the old Super Famicom as well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure the 64 came out in 95 in Japan, I think, I want to say. Maybe early 96. Probably early 96. But that's Google interesting. Because <laughs> I know the 64 best was... friend, Google. Yeah, I know, right? In the US, it was 64. Uh, sorry, 64. 90, 96. <laughs> 90, 1996. Oh, my God. Uh, Japan is June 23rd, 1996. Yeah, there you go. Because Australia and, was 97. And uh, North America was September 29th. So not that much like later. Yeah, not that much of a gap. And we got it at the same time as Europe, which is March 1st, 1997. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Nathan, do you want to take the last bit of news? Sure can. Uh, so Monster Hunter Stories has already tripled the sales of the original Monster Hunter Stories in the US that we have the information from. Mm, gotta love that switch boost yeah well it was on the 3ds yeah question uh is this counting the pc sales of monster hunter stories 2 i don't know (laughs) yeah yes this is on the pc that could boost it as well it is yeah i believe so honestly i thought monster hunter stories 2 was only on switch that's what i thought Hold on. Um, I may have gotten uh, something wrong. Let's Rise see, uh... is coming to the Switch, I know that much. Yeah. Uh, no, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of whatever it's called. Yeah, right Wings here on... Yeah, huh. Wings of Ruin right here on Steam. Wow. But there you go. Um, it says shipped over 1 million copies. So yeah, it probably would so that'd be, be the Switch PC sales. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um... 
I'd assume it would be in Calden because it hasn't actually got sale numbers, but I'm assuming it's overtaken like all numbers with that like total. But it is still real like it's a sign that Monster Hunter since world has jumped massively. Mm. The fact that it is very easily tripled the original game, which was on the 3DS, which in Japan, well, I'm pretty sure sold really well. Like, not the best, but still sold relatively well. Yeah. It's incredibly impressive. Oh, it is. And it's a really good game. Yes. I, I do... I do we'll probably get it when it's on sale in two years' which time. I know... Um... Uh, Monster Hunter 4U is on sale at the moment. Yeah, I tried Monster. Yeah, I tried that game on the 3DS. Nah, not for me, unfortunately. Amazing. So, moving on, we'll go to the indie roundup. So, this is a section where we talk about upcoming indie titles, whether um, whether they're you know really popular and really big ones to look forward to, or whether they're other games that we just feel as though just need a little bit more deserve a little bit more time in the spotlight, which is especially the case for this first game, Wrestle Dunk Sports. So this I, game looks so fun. Yeah. So <laughs> I I'm so happy to tell you guys that this is made by one person in South Australia. Oh Ooh, wow! Neat. Yeah. So Wrestle Dunk Sports. I played this game at PAX. I think 2019 it was. Which are oh, PAX? Rip PAX. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I played this at the last PAX that we went to and interviewed the developer. And he's he's a really good um, friend of the show uh, and friend of Switchaboos. But yeah, his game is finally coming out. So he's been working on this for quite a number of years. But it is it is so much fun. It's just a it's just a collection of uh, multiplayer competitive multiplayer games. So it's like it's either volleyball or wrestling or you know tennis like pong style tennis but what you can do though is uh especially in the tennis as well you can like do uh really quick really quick attacks and it it just it's just so hectic the ball in tennis moves so fast it's it's this i looked a little bit lower it's try out wrestling and volleyball in the free demo online with your friends Mm -hmm. that is actually a lot for you know an online like a demo allowing online with friends at basically at any point that is really impressive like just to try it yeah that's pretty good most things don't allow online with friends like thing it's like oh just play like you know maybe a a couple hours online that's it yeah that's right so this game comes out on uh, august 20th so by the time that this comes out uh like today yeah it'll be the correct it'll be the day of launch so it'll be it'll be out but you can try the demo uh and go nuts with the demo before obviously buying it but yeah you can play online with people which is really cool and obviously to our patrons download it now because that's really cool um, and even if you're not buying it download the demo give it a try yeah exactly support local indie uh local indies especially if you're from australia um and from south australia and a good good example, Team Cherry is South Australia, so yeah. <laughs> always I claim to fame. Yeah, <laughs> you just got to find their office. Yeah, exactly. August twenty sixth is uh, both Spelunky and Spelunky two. I have never played these games that I really want to. Didn't Spelunky two get like really like high acclamation last year? Pretty sure IGN gave it ten. 
like gave it a 10 out of 10. Oh, both Spelunky games just did very well. Yeah. So, yeah, this is definitely on my list. So the first Spelunky game, I mean, in US dollars, it's only $10. So that's like 12, 13 Australian dollars. Probably 15. Maybe 15. Yeah. They'll round they up to... For the tax. Yeah, they'll round up to 15. We all know they will. Because I don't think they include tax in the American pricing. Yeah, probably not. So probably about $15, but... Yeah. But yeah, I'm really... Yeah, because I've always, I've always heard so much about the Splunky game, so I'm really keen to at least try the first one and give that a go. But Splunky 2 comes out on exactly the same day. I wish there was a pack for this, though. There might yeah, be that, on... That is a bit of a shame. The eShop? Maybe. Might just, you know, a bundle price. You know, sometimes you have to go on the game and be like, oh, buy it with this for a reduced price. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, I can't. I can't speak for that. When I was was on there, I didn't see that, but I could be wrong. So I will. Eat I, my I words could be completely wrong with that as well, though. <laughs> yeah. And last one. So very short indie roundup for this time. Uh, yeah. The next one, Baldo. Yeah, the game you won't shut up about. Yes. <laughs> August twenty seventh. It's happening. It's finally happening. I have already bought it. I've already... Oh, actually, no. I've got my money aside for it. Like, I've got it in a specific pocket in my account aside for this game specifically. So... Like, I, hope, you're like, hopefully we get a code. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, that'd be great. But, like, if not, yeah. I'm all for this it. game. Oh, 100%. This game looks so beautiful. Uh, if you're not if you're not aware of Baldo, where have you been? You should or... be because you've been listening to this podcast. Exactly. If you've listened to any of the previous podcast episodes, you know I've been gushing about this. Uh, so he's, he's brought it up like nearly every episode. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but he if... found an excuse somehow. Yes. But if you're if you're not familiar with it, it is basically a top de- top down Zelda game in the art style of Studio Ghibli. That's the best way to explain it, and it's the only way to explain it really. But it's got. Awesome cell shaded, cell shaded ish graphics. Uh, it's been in development for like 10, 15 years, so it's like it's it's just a passion project, and uh, I'm so excited. Did I mention I'm excited? No. Oh, okay, I'm excited. And technically, it's Boldo the Guardian Owls, so that is the full title. Just thought I put it out there. But August twenty seventh. <laughs> So that wraps it up for the Indie Roundup for this time. Like I said, it was nice uh, nice and quick. Um, I don't have a Patreon question this time around, so my apologies for that one. Uh, but with that, we can move on to the favourite part, everyone's favourite part of the podcast, Name That Game. Where you watch me and Jake struggle for half an hour. Yes. <laughs> this is my favourite part because it's for that reason. So, for anyone, again, for anyone who's unfamiliar, again, where have you been? Because we do it every time. Uh, but, in Name That Game, I have a game. Uh, they, These guys have to work together to guess what that game is. Uh, I will give them ten hints. They get five guesses in total. So, two between uh, hints one and five. Two between hints six and nine. And one final guess after hint ten. There are two lifelines. They can ask a yes or no question. And the Switchaboo Lifeline, which, uh, once again, I didn't get anyone. So I provided another hint. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. A busy fortnight. A busy life. A busy life. Exactly. But 
if if I can't get a if I can't get a life uh, hint from someone else, I'll just make up my own, and they still get the hint regardless. So we'll start it off. Um, this game launched in Japan on Switch in October 2020. It has a 76 on Metacritic. The settings, I, sh I should specify, the Switch version has a 76 on Metacritic. The settings and characters were inspired by Nauticism and Ma Mahayana Buddhism. It is an RPG. <laughs> it is an RPG. And it was announced in the July, uh, in July 2020 trying to think because that does ring a bell but i can't like i can't connect a name to it it's interesting that it came out in japan first because most games now come out globally at the same time most yeah most mm. monster still has a bit of delay on some games i think no it doesn't that was the double X, I think. So, yeah, um, it was... Yeah, 2020, so it was semi-recent. Characters and setting based on Buddhism. I feel like I've seen and heard of this before, but my brain isn't making any kind of connections. I actually had to look up Nauticism as well. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Um, I'm going to look it up again, but basically uh, 1 AD, 1 century AD among Jewish and early Christian sectors. Okay. And it's a collection of religious ideas and systems. Thank you, Wikipedia. Wait. Doesn't SMT have a lot of, like, you know, religious aspects in it? Yeah, but it's not just Buddhism. Yeah, yeah, but it also just had Christian parts, which is, you know, whatever this Nauticism thing is. Yeah, well, no, it, that's it, it's more like just religious ideas in general, not, yeah. I'm just trying to think. I was like, yeah, that, there's a connection I can think of, but that also, you know, didn't come out in Japan last year. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm thinking I'm going to need more hands. So you've got two guesses. If you don't use any of them, you forfeit them, um, and you do have your life, uh, your hints, and sorry, your lifelines that you can use. But you have to do the yes or no question first. Yeah. Nathan, you got anything? Not that I can think of. It like it. It's just annoying because it feels like I've heard of it. Just just, just throw a game out. First thing that comes to your head, just say something. That's the thing. I'm trying to think of, like, anything. <laughs> but I can't. Because otherwise we just lose the guesses and I'm just trying to think, like... Because oh. at least that wipes out, like, okay. Like, I know we probably wouldn't have gotten it, but, like, it's like, yeah, it gets it out of the way, just to make sure. I just need to set up my uh, game collection in this room. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing. Like the the SMT idea was good, but I don't think there's been well, like an SMT game. That's on what I was going to say. That hasn't been outside of five. Yeah, 
and like um, not even like any of well nocturne technically yeah but that um, also didn't come out last year in japan mm, but yeah and like no other smt like spin-off games like man when are we gonna get demi kids again <laughs> oh man i don't know what uh, that is. smt's attempt to get into the pokemon market Wait. Wait. Oh, you think you got something? What about... It might not be, but... um, When did Fire Emblem SMT come out? That came out early 2020. And I'm pretty sure that would have come out in Japan before... Globally, at least... Yeah, but does it have Buddhist themes? I don't think so. It's a it's a game that we can at least cross off the list. Alright, alright. If, if if we're going to do that, like is it Tokyo Mirage Sessions Cross FA? No. Yeah, there I didn't go. Think it's so. off the list. It's off the list. But it, it was a game that came out last year, so He's not wrong. I reviewed it. Gave it 90. It is a solid game. Oh, it's a great game. It is a really good game. Mm. Really good music. What is is something else? Sorry, now I'm just grooving to black rain in my head now. (laughs) (laughs) I distracted you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was January 2020. Oh, wow. Before the... It was in the before times. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Four times. <laughs> yeah, in the long, long ago. You could technically say that was uh, 2020 BC before COVID. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut up. No. So yeah, Nathan. Any other ideas? Because once again, yeah, I, I'm drawing blanks here. Yeah, I'm drawing blanks. I'm thinking 2020, and the only things I can think of is Animal Crossing. Um... <laughs> Persona 5, Royale, and Pirate Warriors 4, because they all came out yeah. around the same time. And I yes. and they released them early in Australia because of lockdown. So, uh, yeah, you want to just skip to the next uh, lot of hints then? Yeah. Yeah, well, alright. Or throw one of them out? Well, you just came up with like three games. Only one of... Oh, two of them released on the Switch. One's not an RPG... And Pirate Warriors 4 released in March. Okay. I know that. Fair enough. Uh, maybe also, that's a Musou, not an RPG. You're not wrong. Yeah, don't yeah. question him on anything One Piece related. I know, trust me. I'm up to episode 968. I get it. Um, yeah, I, I, I read it, I don't watch it. Yeah, I know. I know you're more. you're bigger than me. In terms of One Piece fanat- fanaticism, but still, it's I'm with it. Good. It's I'm wearing so a One good. Piece shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Uh, moving on to hint number six, the original version's power release of the director's cut came with the subheading "Lucifer's Call." It topped the Japanese sales charts in its opening week. The series was intended to finish after its previous entry, 
which was released on the Super Famicom and PS1, but this game kept the series going. And it is rated M in North America. See, now I'm second-guessing myself, because with, with a title like Lucifer's Call, that makes me think Shin Megami Tensei, but it's, it's, it's clearly it's not. not. But it <laughs> really gives Shin Megami Tensei vibes. Yeah. Like, really gives SMT vibes. Like, I heard Lucifer's Call, and I'm like, wait, SMT vibes? <laughs> wait. Were we on the Nocturne right track? That came out this year, didn't it? Yeah, Nocturne came out this year. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that didn't release early in Japan. Let alone six, seven months early. Nah. Also, game would have been, like, dead in on the Super Famicom if this one didn't come out, basically, is what I'm yeah, yeah. hearing. Which, definitely not SMT, then. Oh, um, so what, what is an RPG that seems SMT. like it's been... Uh, been like dead Wait, for a while. Final Wait. Fantasy. That does make no, uh, no. It's not game series. That's game company altogether. That would have been gone. I think that's was it. What you're can, trying to get at? Yeah. Can we get an elaboration on what you said with that hint? Which one was that? Sorry. The like uh. It was the end of the game company or game series one? Uh, yeah. Um, did, you, did you just want me to read it back out? or? Yeah, just yeah, read, read it, it back, back out. Yeah. The series was intended to finish after its previous entry, which was released on the Super Famicom and PS1, but this game, but this game kept the series going. So yeah, it's a series, not the company. So it's... Okay. So Final Fantasy is... Although PS1... It didn't go on the Super Famicom and PS1, did it? Man, the fact that this is on the PS1 RPG as well. Mm, yeah. God, and I just went through a whole list of PS1 games for my goddamn Retroid literally the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm just going to randomly throw out a whole bunch of uh, RPG titles that I can remember from said list. Nathan, if one of those rings a bell, please tell me. Yeah. Vagrant Story. Legend of Dragoon. Wild that Arms. Legend of Dragoon rings a bell. Because didn't that get uh, remade? Like, really recently? That, mm, I think so. Uh, but I don't know when is the thing. Because, <laughs> annoyingly, I, I didn't get into RPGs until the PS2 era. Yeah. Well, uh, well, outside of Pokemon, obviously. But, like, <laughs> so, a lot of PS1 RPGs I am not very familiar with. Yeah, that's the same with me. I didn't... I played Chrono Cross as my first one, but I didn't touch that until the GameCube was out. Hmm. Oh, yeah, apart from Pokemon oh, as well, because, you know, Pokemon's everyone's first RPG uh, from that yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I... Mm. This is I'm a thinking... Le- oh, okay. Oh, you said yes or no question first, hasn't it? Mm. Okay. Wait. Isn't there Wait. the story of games as well? 
Not story oh. of seasons. Sorry, not story of seasons. Um, oh, the Legend of Games. Well, yeah, we were just saying Legend of Dragoon. No, like Legend <laughs> of Mana and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, actually. Because didn't that yeah, wasn't get a remake? A, yeah, I think so. That does sound familiar. I can't remember what one it was. So yeah, wasn't didn't one of them like get released this year or is planning to get released this year? I think there was like one before that that kind of started this. Yeah, I think chain. So. Oh my god. Well, is drag was Dragon Quest meant to be one of those that were gonna end? Oh, yeah, but too Dragon much Quest from kept, back then. Yeah, but Dragon Quest kept going until like the PS2 era. Yeah, I know, but like, it was one game specifically that brought it back. And doesn't Dragon Quest have a, you know, at least I don't know. Oh. Like Dragon Quest as a series, I don't. Really yeah, I know don't that know well. a lot about it either. I know, like, I know Kira Toriyama drew the characters. That's about it. Ba, 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 and that, obviously. Ba, 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 Wait, is it ba, Trials ba, of Mana? That's, that's, ba, 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 that's what I was thinking of. Trials of Mana. Yeah. Although, the fact that Alex is, like, singing the song kind of, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. See, I think that came out in... 2020 I mean we can use a yes or no question of is it part of the trials of series and what are you talking about that song was from the Olympics <laughs> shut up <laughs> oh so you're doing the specific Olympic edition of the song are you exactly Dragon Quest opening Olympic remix or are you doing the uh, the Smash Bros. announcement version? Uh, all... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. Let me know if you want me to read any hints back or anything as well. Can we get like a reread of them just to refresh? Yep. Launched in Japan on Switch in October 2020. Has a 76 on Metacritic. The the Switch version, sorry, has a 76 of Metacritic. The settings and characters were inspired by Nauticism and Mahayana Buddhism. It is an RPG. was announced in July 2020. The original version's power release of the director's cut came with the subheading Lucifer's Cool. Topped the Japanese sales charts in its opening week. The series was intended to finish after its previous entry, which was released on the Super Famicom and PS1, but this game kept the series going and is rated M in North America. I still think it might be either Trials of Mana or bloody Secret of Mana or one of those games. But that doesn't give me Lucifer's Call vibes. Yeah, I know, but like... Me, personally, I haven't played, like, either of those, so I, you know, don't know much about those franchises. 
So this is more of a shot in the dark for me. Hmm. If you haven't got anything, I'm just going to go with, yeah, is it Trials of Mana? Hang on, hang on. I have an idea for the yes no question. Oh, oh, what do you got? Have we reviewed this game on the Switchaboo website? Yes. Okay, I'm kind of leaning back to Nocturne. Just because of that Lucifer's yeah. cool aspect. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't remember what it is actually called in Japan. So, screw it. Is it Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So we got it ages ago, but we got tricked by our own, like, overthinking. So, All yeah. right. in Japan, it launched October 29th, 2020, but we didn't get it until May 25th, 2021. That's why I, I didn't... I thought they would have done so, like, much closer. Nah. That just feels weird. Mm. Actually, yeah, it makes sense gonna... for Atlas. <laughs> Atlas does that uh, a lot. Uh, there goes the show. I'm a fake SMT fan. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that I like, just realizing Atlas does that a lot. Yeah, they do, they do. Ironically, the last hint was it got seventy five percent from us here at Switchaboo, which Nathan, you reviewed that. Sure and did. the lifeline, which was by by me, was I've never played this game and I don't intend to. <laughs> <laughs> that would not have helped. No. That wouldn't have helped. You know how much I don't want to play Shimagami Tensei games. Yeah, well, but you know, there's also a lot yeah. of other games you don't want to play. True, but you know I like the Mana series, so then you could have crossed that off. You know I like the Dragon Quest series, so cross that off. Fair, fair. Yeah, I thought about this. And it was the only thing I could think of. <laughs> My hint would have been uh, featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Uh, yeah. That would have been <laughs> That would have gotten it. That would have been good. Although that probably would have given it away. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, this one's going to be over really quickly again. And, no, and then we, we second-guessed we, we, ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we second-guessed ourselves and ruined it. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> We're dumb. <laughs> uh, now, just how got... fast did you get it at home? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, a bunch of my friends are going to give me crap. <laughs> when they listen to this. Don't don't link into it. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. Just because I'm just sitting back trying not to laugh into the microphone. It's like they guessed it, but they don't know. Uh, <laughs> I work with these oh, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that wraps up episode 16 of the Switchable Podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We tried to make this one a bit shorter, and we kind of succeeded. At kind an of. hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, it's less than the last one. Last two were over two hours. So, a, wi- a win's a win. A win's a win, and I'm going to take it. But again, thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you like us here at Switchaboo, please remember to um, to follow us on any any you know app or anything that you use for uh, listening to all your favorite podcasts. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Switchaboo News. Uh, like us on Instagram at Switchaboo. Um, we also have a YouTube, so two YouTube channels actually, so Switchaboo and Switchaboo Joy Plays. Um, so that's where a lot of our content's going as well, which is really exciting for us. Um, we can get snippets of these earlier than the release day. Exactly. 
exactly. Especially uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Someone uh, messed up. Yeah, I did. Um, and you can also chat with us directly over on Discord. So um, it's easier if you just head over to our Twitter page because it's uh, pinned to the top of there. So uh, definitely head there to chat with us. We always love hearing from fans and uh, listeners, which is really exciting. And remember, well, so we get questions from there every now and again. We do, we do. When I remember to put them out, we do. And I did, I did not do well this this time around. I apologize for that. Um, and we over on our, P- our Patreon as well. Again, I'll reiterate. So for just one dollar per month, it's a measly dollar, but it'll go towards the site and the name and it, and Switchboot and everything like that. And you also get the podcast two to three days early. But thank you everyone for listening, and remember to have fun. Enjoy. See ya.